0: Be prepared to experience a life-changing teaching designed to challenge you to discover your blessings in a world-fulfilled life. From the ministry of Reverend Isaac Abzalabaz Amwuni from the International Central Gospel Church, Paradise Temple. And now, today's sermon. We bless you. Give us the strength. Give us the spirit. Enable us this Moments, let us receive ways of destiny, ways of transformation, impact our life, motivate and carry us in the spirit. And let us, God, get into the very core and detail of which you have for us, so that we leave your presence, being blessed by the speaker and also being blessed by you. I know that we are not living here the same as we came. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, this afternoon we are looking at risk. Say risk. Say risk. And ask the person next to you, have you taken risk before? Tell the person, that, have you taken risk before? Huh. Oh, receive an answer. Everybody has taken risk before. Good. So we're going to l- look at it well. Because we might have taken risk, but there are still some risks to take. Amen. And uh, some of us have taken some risk. And then, uh, every man here has taken risk before. Amen. Unless you have never proposed to a woman before. But every man who has proposed to a woman before has taken risk before. Amen. Because at the moment of thinking, of going to meet her alone. It's a serious demon of risk to take. Sometimes you stand afar and look at her as she moves day and out. She goes, she comes, she goes, she comes, she goes, she comes. And said, Today, dear, after church, no matter what, I'll talk to her. After church, you'll be following her, following her, following her, following her, until you stop a taxi and go. Say, ah, you don't worry tomorrow. The following Sunday, they say, they say, hallelujah. Until one day, you just gather this courage, and then you stop her, and when you stop her, if you are not smart, you first say that, how are you? And when she said, I'm fine, I said, don't you see today, church was good, very powerful. Pastor was preaching. Yeah, you have been coming to church. Oh, okay, I've not been seeing you, but I've seeing you. Okay, okay, it's good. Okay, I've also been coming to church. and then, uh, It's good. You, see, you have to give your life to God. Serve God in the days of your youth. You see, and, and, and do, do, do. You see, and God will bless you. You see, when I see ladies like you who serve God, it encourages me. It encourages me because our sisters these days when you look at the world, all of a sudden he has become a motivational speaker. (laughs) Hallelujah. Oh my God. So Everybody has taken a risk in a way. But we want to look at it in the context of the gospel. On the context of the gospel. and, uh, And also in connection of taking initiative. Hallelujah. Remember we are talking about Father Abraham that God told him make a move and then he made a move and the bible uh, according to uh, roman uh, sorry, is genesis chapter 12 last week we said that god spoke to abraham and in genesis from 6 7 the bible said that, and abraham departed and we said that three things that informs abraham's sudden uh, step to the word of god that was he had an intuition that is a voice Which spoke to him and he was able to tell that this is the voice of God and then he was convinced in his heart know that what I'm doing I'm not doing wrong it is the right thing I'm doing so I must go ahead then the third one was an initiative he took an initiative he took a step he started moving hallelujah but in taking initiative there are so many things that comes with it In taking initiative and these are some of the things we're trying to look at in the morning, we, we, we look at discouragement, that sometimes if you don't learn how to motivate and encourage yourself, you can be what, discouraged. Even though a mission must be good, but you can be discouraged, hallelujah. Then we said one other thing is also is taking risk. Every initiative goes with risk. Then we have scarcity. Every initiative comes with what? Scarcity, there's lack. There will never be enough material Uh, substance or resources to start anything you will never get it all to start but you have to start amen then there will always come the 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 the, the, the idea of fear fear will always confront you and you need boldness to take ahead then most of us sometimes also become cowards which we need uh to break uh, that coward we need courage to overcome cowardness hallelujah risk there is no success without taking risks success is the victory behind risk there can never be any success there is no breakthrough without taking risk if you are afraid to take a risk you will never succeed because victory always lies behind risk hallelujah if you are able to confront your risk you'll be able to see the victory if you are able to step into the risk you'll be able to walk onto the victory hallelujah so success is always lying behind Um, risk and the people who have mastered the courage to take risk they are people who have the spirits to break through hallelujah and you must be one of them amen taking risk means being ready for consequences if you are going to take a risk you should be ready for what consequences if you are not ready for the consequence don't tempt it and if you don't tempt it then don't tell anybody that you are not making it. Don't tell anybody that you are not succeeding. Don't tell anybody that it is hard. Don't tell anybody that nobody is helping you. Because if you want to make it, you should be ready for the consequence. Hallelujah. And the consequence is two alternatives. Either a consequence of victory or other a consequence of failure. Until victory comes, you can't guarantee that you succeed. I hope you know that. So, any step that you are taking until it is successful, you have no guarantee that you will succeed. But inside of you, you must have that faith that you will succeed. And that is what God is looking at for. We shall be looking at positive initiative and risk and those kind of stuff. Taking risks means knowing the consequences. So, i was talking about be ready for it, but you must know the consequences. This step I'm taking, if it backfire this is the consequences that is coming if it goes through this is the result that is coming you must know hallelujah god have told joshua joshua get out with the israelite move and step into the jordan and for all the example that joshua had was moses parting the red sea and walking on dry grounds that is the only time joshua has seen a human being walking through water it was a solid ground but in his time god didn't open the jordan but he said walk on the jordan hallelujah and you can see the bible said and at that time the jordan was overflowing so when he stepped on the jordan is two things Either he's going to drown or he's going to walk across. Because God didn't say that when you step on the Jordan, you are going to walk. And he didn't say that when you step on the Jordan, you are going to drown. All he said, Joshua, arise up with these people and go over this Jordan. And the way God said it must even tell us that there is something peculiar about the Jordan. Because he said, go over this Jordan. If my English is good, whenever you hear this, it means you have to take a second. It means something special is about that. This boy, it means either he's a good boy or he's a mafia. This girl, is either he's a dangerous instrument or a blessed commodity. So when God said that, go over this Jordan immediately, Joshua has to think, uh, hey, what is about this Jordan? And if you know the history of the Jordan, you can know that the Jordan is a place where you either make it or you fail. I hope you know it. I mean, from the days of Moses, at the Jordan is where Moses' ministry came to an end and Joshua's ministry began. At the Jordan is where Elijah's ministry came to an end and Elisha's ministry began at the Jordan is where John the Baptist ministry came to an end and Jesus ministry began amen so the Jordan is a crucial barrier for success or failure and God said to Joshua you are about to start a mission in life and whether you are going to succeed or fail is about this Jordan but go over this Jordan I put before you life and death blessings and cares. Take it this day. And you know Joshua immediately interpreted to the people. He said, hey, you people, I have put before success and failure. You too, I have put before you success and failure. Let us choose. I have choose life and the blessing. You to choose life and the blessing. So that all of us are going over this Jordan. If all of us succeed, good. If all of us fail, good. But one thing I'm here to tell you is that if you are taking a risk that is God-centered, you will never fail you will never fail. It will never bring you backwards. You will never fall into the water. You will never drown. Unless the risk you are taking, God is not in it. Hallelujah. One day, a man was advising me after I have tried and tried and tried and it has not worked. A man was advising me. He called me and said that young man, they used to call me Uncle Abbas. Say young man, Abbas, know something. Listen. When you meet the woman that is for you to marry, she will not say no. It will succeed. I say, Father, are you sure? I have no and beyond knowing and it has failed. I said, that is what I am telling you. So when you meet one, you go ahead, it will succeed. Hallelujah. What he was trying to tell me is that when the risk you are about to take is of God, you will succeed. That is why God confidently told Joshua, Joshua, step. Step in the Jordan. Hallelujah. And this afternoon, somebody has to step in the Jordan. Somebody has to confront your fear. Somebody has to confront that thing which is telling you that if you go, you may die. Confront it. I didn't give you the definition. But risk is simply taking an initiative in the face of endangering your life that is risk so risk is not without fear when you are taking risk you are afraid you can danger you can kill you can die but you will still in the face of it you say i don't care i'll go whether he she bounces me or not whether she accepts me or not whether i make it or not i am going that is risk so you must know and then you must face the consequences I've said enough about that, then you must see the result instead of the consequences. Hallelujah. If you are taking the risk, see the result instead of what the failures. But the problem is most of us will see the failure. Than seeing what? The result. But you know something, Jesus told the disciples, you so say, you know something? A little while you see me, a little while you never, you not know, see me again. I'm going to die. They will nail me on the cross. They will bury me. I will go to hell. But I know something. I will rise up again on the third day. And when I rise up, you wait for me. In that room, I will come there. Then everybody became afraid. Wow. This man is going to die. We are finished. They were looking at the consequences without looking at the results. But Jesus was looking at the result and not the consequences. He knew the risk he was taking was God-centered. And once God is in it, God will take him through and God will make him to prevail. Hallelujah. God will take you through that risk. God will be with you. God knows that you need to confront it in order to get... You see, God will not give you that big dream, that big vision, that big expectation, that career, and God will allow that small man who will not sign that paper for you. That small problem, that small challenge, to cause you to die off, or for that big vision to die off just like that. God will never do it. Hallelujah. So the person God leads is the one who thinks result and not self. If you are so much thoughtful of yourself, myself and what i mean mean? listen to me you cannot god cannot lead you god can never lead you hallelujah let's go to romans chapter 14 verse 8 then we read the revelation romans chapter 14 verse 8. so that i we look at the scriptural references of what we've said so far romans 14 verse 8. i should open my bible or akosua is coming for if we live we live to the lord and if we die we die to the lord therefore whether we live or die we are the lord's so what do we lose amen he said if we live we live for who? god if we die we die for who so whether we live or we die we are for who So if we live or we die, what do we lose? Nothing. Amen. Because the life you are living is for God. If we should die, we die. is for God. So in both cases, we gain nothing. That means everything about this life is what? God. So if you refuse to take a step, You are refusing for God to make a life. If you stay to die in poverty and to die in your burden, you have been wicked for God to make life. Amen. Let's look at Revelation chapter 12. Then we shall come back and look at what Revelation also put it. He says, And they overcame him By the blood of the lamp and the words of their testimony, and they did not love their life even unto death. I want us to look at three steps of victory against the devil. Most of the time, they quote us, we overcame him by the blood of the lamp and by the word of our testimony, and we stop there. But the Bible gives us three steps in order to overcome the devil number one he said we overcame him so the thing is overcoming the devil the first step to overcome the devil is what by the blood of the lamb I hope we know that by the blood of Jesus we come against you fine number two is by the word of our testimony I mean I'm saved Christ in me the hope of glory nothing condemns me as long as I walk in the Lord I am the head and not the tail for no divination, no enchantment against Israel shall succeed. For no depth, no height, poverty, nakedness, things be, or things that will be, shall be able to separate me from the love of the Lord. I am more than a conqueror. These are all words of our testimony. The Bible says that by this we overcome the devil. But these are all spiritual victory. Amen. You bind the devil, you overcame the devil, you caught the word of God, and what has happened to your life? Hello? You fasted. You did everything spiritual. Yes, you did it. What has happened? What is the result? The physical result is now the action that you are going to take physically. And that will determine the risk that you are ready for. So he said, and it means what? It's a continuation. You can use the blood. You can quote the word. But if you don't use your life physically against the resistance, you will never overcome. So, so, after using the blood, after testifying the word, the next thing is, and they did not love their lives, even to death. Hallelujah. They did not love their life, even to death. So, you have used the word. You have used the blood. You have finished all this now this is the physical situation you say i'm afraid if i go maybe i'll die i'm afraid if i go they will disgrace me they will humiliate me they don't qualify they will bounce me they will do this so you sit down you are fully aware of yourself i don't want anybody to talk to me like that may i respect myself in fact really what really Amen. So he said the third one is you should be ready to risk your life. If you want to see victory, the blood is there, yes. By the blood of Jesus, we overcame all demons. The word is there. By his word, he made all things possible. But after the blood and the word, after you have done the spiritual work, now physically, it's your life. Do you love it so much? I don't want anybody to insult me. I don't want anybody to insult me. Oh, really? People who don't want to be insulted, they don't make any news in life. Hello? If you don't want to be touched, the best place to be is in the cemetery. Nobody will touch you. Nobody. Nobody. It's just that you will be hot. You, you just sweat. But nobody will touch you. But in this life, if you want to make a news, if you make to, want to make a result, be ready, they will touch you. Hallelujah. And we must get to a place whereby, church, you value the mission of God than the treasure you put on your life, yourself. I don't say go about messing up for everybody to insulting you, but I'm talking about when you are faced within a mission of life, a purpose of life, a goal, a career, a God-given dream, there is a dream God has given before you, there's a mission God has given before you, there's a the potential in you that it must burst it out, and you are afraid that when you try, hallelujah, I remember one day we have went on evangelism, and we are tired, we are coming home, tired, we are three, we have been work. We are hungry. There one friend of my Francis was like, ah, bread. Come there Ya qua the palm for ni we obia woman my offering. Preacher ya qua the palm for how ya co way for ya preacher. Ominas obia ni die. But come there Then we got to the backless bank Francis was like, yanku yanku mani januho. Uncle conscience, come die. Then one guy was joe It's like eh. <laughs> manager and they saying, Ah, but, bank manager, dear. Ah, bank manager. I was like, Hey, dear, because young guys, we have just finished A level and this thing. Joshua's brothers, we are holding our Bible instead of. We know that when you go, the first thing you ask is, What do you do? And looking at our age, 27, 25, this thing, we're going to say that, Oh, we are bastards. Will give it to us, they will tell us we are frustrated. So, one guy said that, eh? Yeah, we okay. One me catch say, frustrated. We should be ready. Whatever they will say, you let's be quiet because we are hungry. We knock, we went in, we told the front desk We want to see manager. He said, Who are you? Is he expecting you? He said, He's not expecting us. By who are you? I said, you just tell him that there are some pastors who want to see him. <laughs> We've traveled all. Oh, it shall be well with you. I said, it shall be well with you. The lady asks us, which church? If we say ICGC, because at that, at that time, ICGC was the Paramount Church in the area. So almost every corporate person who goes to a good church is icgc member the banks they all and i knew the lady that he was in icgc he was in the church but he, she didn't know me so i know if you mention icgc they know the pastor so we said that that church he said which church We said compassion of souls we had a fellowship called compassion he said where is compassion of souls i said we met we have been doing fellowship and they said is it a fellowship or it's a church it's a woman we want to see the manager he called the manager. The manager came. Look at us, four of us. He said, what do you want? He said, I want to see you in your office. He said, no, 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 whatever you want. We look in our face. He said, we're asking you for something. He said, what? he said, the Bible says that <laughs> we begin to pray because we can't go ahead and say that we are hungry. So he said, the Bible says, you cast your bread upon the waters and for many days, you shall have it. The Bible said that if the servant of God came into your house with the gospel and you give them water to drink. When they go out, they leave blessings. But when you refuse them and they shake the dust, cares come of you. the man said, The foolish boys, get up. Is this place my house? To come and shake, it? get out. Hallelujah. We step out. Then, as we we're going, the lady came and called us. We went back. Then the man gave us money. He said that once you said god and i see bible in your hand you take it go and eat and then you know later on he arranged with us every morning we go to the bank and have fellowship with the staff hallelujah it was what a risk but at the end of the day we had food to eat now every morning we go we minister to the bankers when they finish they take offerings so every day we know that we eat out of barclays bank hallelujah it is so when you take a risk that is God-centered. God will give you the result. God will give you the blessing. Unless the risk you are taking, God is not in it. Amen. So, you must not be too much conscious of your life and then put God aside. Let us now look at useless men who are taking positive risk. What, is it? Uh, Pastor, what are you talking about this afternoon? Are you talking about useless men? Yeah, we are looking at useless men. Because, you know, Good men, when they take risks, you don't even see. You think they have money. Hello? Hi. You think they have money. Is that not it? You think, you think they have money? So that one is not any big deal for you. And then uh, if, 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 if the rich man next door, if he come and tell you that, oh, oh you see, tomorrow morning I'll buy you Nizam match. That, that small car, you can throw it away. He'll tell you, I'll buy, I'll buy you one. You, you know he can buy it. That's for this one. He's got the money. Amen. But if the squatter next door, he come and tell us tomorrow morning, I'm going to buy you four by four. Hey, where is he going to get the money? This man? Because the status of the man into your eyes. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. So we are not looking at able men, but we are looking at people who are regarded as non-entities. Second Kings chapter 3, 7 verse 3 to 13. The Bible talks about four lepers lepers who are sitting at the gates of samaria and these are the men of course useless men because they themselves say that you know we we are we are nobody so they will tell you we are nobodies if we go to the city they will cast us out our place is this place to us, what is left is there because we go there we will die if we go out there, we'll die. In fact, in our life, everywhere we turn is death. So they have been declared useless. And they themselves, they have accepted that we are useless men. Hallelujah. But even though they are useless, they took a risk that was positive. Amen. And I said that the interventions of God works for everybody who risks for the purpose of God god will not say that this one is a pastor this one is a deacon this one is a bishop this one is an is that so because of that when they take a risk i am going to honor it and this one is not this and that so i'm going to know that it's not god anybody who take a risk that is god centered god will intervene for you that is why you don't have to be afraid amen so I said once a risk is taken in the interest of God, he will protect for the mission to be achieved. So these four lepers they have to take a risk. Let's take the next slide. So that I define who a useless person is. A useless person is not the dead but the living whom fellow human beings have regarded as non-entity. That's a useless person. And it's either because of sickness, poverty, or addiction. That person is regarded as useless. Amen. Sometimes, when you go to Kolebu, you know we have the condemned word. You know we have the condemned word. The fever word. They call it the fever word. A the moment they take you to that place, it means they are just pampering you to die there's nothing that can be done you are useless hallelujah you are useless i remember one of our pastors fell sick and they declare him useless whenever you go all the nurses will tell you that we are just waiting for him to close his eyes so that we pack him useless sometimes poverty the bible said that in the, there was a city And there was this man who was wise. But he was poor. So nobody regarded him. That is why sometimes when you don't have a good job. You don't have a good business. You don't have any economic source. People don't regard you. People don't respect you. No matter how intelligent. No matter how wise you are. Some of us who went to school and we were intelligent by poor. Look at our placement. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at our placement. And look at those students who were rich but blockheaded. Look at how they were hailing them. Poverty sometimes can make you a useless person in this life. Church, I am bringing this thing so that you will be provoked to take the necessary risks you have to take to initiate a change in your life. Hallelujah. Addiction person drinks the person smokes so the person has been regarded as useless how many of us were not addicted or were not addicted to something do you know that overeating is an addiction in the classification of of those who are called addicts or those who who are addicted to certain things overeating gluttony it's an addiction that some of us no matter how in fact we will be fasting and god will be standing in front of us continue because 3 minutes time the breakthrough is coming continue because 30 minutes time the breakthrough will be coming then some jollof rice cross the path you cannot just run away from the side of food it's an addiction it's not only people who drink people who smoke people who chase humanizes and, and 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 manizes No, if we have, because we have, if we have humanizers, then we have manizers. Amen. Humanizers of what? Men who like women or change women. And manizers are also women who change men. Ah. But in the sight of God, a challenged life is not a hopeless life. I want you to have this. Amen. You see, in the sight of life, God, your life might be going through a challenge but you are not a hopeless person. You can be be, be having some sort of sickness or disease in you, but you are not hopeless. You can be poor for now, but you are not hopeless. You can be in a particular class of addiction, but you are not hopeless. Amen. I was also an addicted person. I, 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 I don't drink anything, but church, I can sit and listen to music 12 hours. Half hours. I can sit at one place. If I'm in my room, I can listen to music morning to evening, and I'm not hungry. It's not gospel music. Those times was gospel music. All the cool music from Luna Richie to whatever to whatever Dinah Ross, uh, Vanessa Williams, and those. I mean, we have them. Amen. Cool and the Gang. You be forty. Those time culture B and those things are not in the system. We, I mean, I have them, and I can stay in the room and listening and listening and listening and listening to how much of the day I break back of his army. I'm okay. It's an addiction. Hallelujah. But if that means we're hopeless? if that means there was no future? It that means there was no hope? There was hope. It was a situation. It was a challenge life. A life that has not been refound and reformed by God. Hallelujah. But when God steps into a challenge life, He's able to take the hopeless things to make it hopeful. The Bible said He takes the foolish things of this world to confirm the knowledge of why. And Paul said that not all of us were of a noble birth. It's not all of us who were born Christians. It's not all of us who are coming from a rich home. It's not all of us who are coming from a noble home. Some of us were coming from the muddy clay. But the Bible said he picked us from the muddy clay and seated us among kings. The Lord will favor you. I said, The Lord will favor you. You are not hopeless. No matter the situation, your life is going through a challenge, but that challenge will be over very soon. It will be over very soon. Hallelujah. But sometimes we think that that is the end people write us as non-entities the four lepers they declare them as useless people useless men Damn them at the gates of Samaria and they themselves have accepted this listen the wicked thing you can ever do to your life is to accept what people say you are that is the wicked thing the wicked thing is not what the devil is trying to do you Because as for the devil, you can put him at where he belongs. Listen, if the devil can kill you, he would have killed you long ago. Unless God permits him according to the gospel of Job. And I always say that what the devil will do you is what he has done to you. What again? He tried to take your marriage. He tried to take your job. He tried to mess up your life. He tried to frustrate your education. He tried to mess up your family. He tried to kill your peace. That is the, 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 the greatest evil he can do. He has finished for your life he can't touch your heart because he doesn't own your heart Jesus said be afraid of the one who can kill the flesh and kill the spirit and destroy it in the hell and not the one who can only touch the flesh the devil can touch your flesh but not your heart and your spirit God will not give him the chance hallelujah so you don't have to throw out a towel because human beings are redefining you by the circumstances of your outward by looking at who you are. By thinking of who you are. After all, how many of us were righteous? The people who condemn you. If we have to dig a little an inch deep their life. Sometimes they are the worse than the word worse.